Hi. <laughs> it's Kira and Tamara, and we are back with another episode of Spontaneous Introverts. Hi guys, we missed you guys. How are you? I hope everyone is doing good. I hope Tamara, what you keep laughing before? I it's it's the fact that we ain't done an episode in so long that I forgot how to do the intro. No, but nobody asked you for your input. <laughs> Okay. The first time round, and we had to go do it again, and you still messed it up. I messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take that charge. That's fine. <sighs> you want to be on your best. Understand your best BS. But hey guys, we hope that you guys been having a lot of positive light spread on you. I hope life has been great, good, groovy. Um, today. We're coming at you with a topic of being the same difference. Does that make sense? I honestly lost the vision, but this is wedding stuff. <laughs> Not podcast stuff. Never prepared. Mm-hmm. I was prepared, y'all, but. It's like doing the first episode all over again. It's okay. It's just the the authenticity of us. Okay. That's why people come to listen, right? Yeah, absolutely right. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, I ain't finna keep doing the whole thing over because clearly <laughs> it ain't no cut added in this. <laughs> but yes, today we're talking about. Being the perfect fit or fitting in with people with different backgrounds. Um, with Tara and I, that's a big thing for us because we come from extremely different backgrounds. I want to say extremely different, but the way that we were brought up, the way that we were with our parents and our families are, is pretty much different. Um, and it's kind of like, I guess we've learned a lot from each other while being together um, as far as like being able to interact with each other's families and friends and, you know, just seeing how they do things, um, opposed to how things are with you and how you were brought up and stuff like that. So, baby. Yo, Tara really over here yawning. How about... Wow. Nah, she's going to say I want to take a nap. First of all, it's um, <laughs> it was like 7.30. <laughs> what nap was you taking? Once you over 30, you got to... You gotta get your naps. I agree with the whole nap situation. You gotta get them in when you feel. Not at seven o'clock at night. That's just going to sleep. You gotta get them in when you feel. You're not even waking up anytime soon. You don't know that. I don't know that. You took you. I'm gonna just leave that right there. You can go into that with you. Okay. So we're gonna talk about basically where we come from and a a little bit about both sides of us. Oh, my bad. Sorry. You don't even have work tonight. You got a long <laughs> one to get up. <laughs> okay, I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all, this, please excuse this. All of this chaos in this episode. <laughs> um, but back to what we were saying. We were going to talk about where we come from. Like the background of where we come from, how we were brought up. Okay. Um, I was uh very spoiled kind of like silver spoon 
type. My family wasn't like rich or wealthy or nothing, but I was just extremely spoiled. I was the first child and first grandchild. Um, uh, pretty much, I knew if I was good, I could get whatever I wanted as long as I did what I was supposed to do. And that's pretty much how life went for me. Um, I didn't really have to do anything for myself. Um, it was great. It was wonderful. I didn't get responsibility until I graduated high school and went to college and had to learn how to wash clothes at college and then that didn't work out so I just put it all in bags and came home so my mother could do it. <laughs> that was pretty much life for me. Yeah. Me, on the other hand, hmm. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, I would say more so for me, I am the more structured, disciplined person. Um, growing up, I had to earn pretty much everything that I ever wanted. Um, meaning good grades, doing what I was supposed to do around the house, you know, being respectful, making sure my chores were done. Um, I'm also the oldest of five siblings um, on my mother's side. Um, so, yeah, you could pretty much how that goes with responsibility. Um, but for the most part, I was in, I grew up in a pretty strict household. Um, what my parents said, that's what went. Um, when you were told to do something, you better do it. Um, I, I can't say, I, I wasn't a bad child, but um, I did push back a lot just to try to get what I wanted in a way because I felt like I deserved it. Um, however, I learned, I learned basically to work hard for whatever I wanted. Um, mm. I would say my aunt spoiled me more than my mother did. My father spoiled me in a different way. I wouldn't say with like material things, but he definitely spoiled me. Um, yeah. So let's discuss like the ups and the downs of how we were brought up okay. like, mm -hmm. for me um, the upside of how I was brought up is just um, always understanding what it feels like to be genuinely loved by your parents um, I grew up in a very affectionate household my family's very affectionate so you know, that's the type of person I am, very affectionate and very family orientated. Um, uh, we did everything together down to going to the grocery store, playing the cookouts. Like, that's just just a very close knit family. And my I depended on my mom for everything. And back then it was like the norm. So I didn't really understand that that was a lot on her just as a person, let alone my mother. That was a lot to just have to do for everybody. Um, I think the downside to the way that I was brought up, because everything was done for me for so long, becoming an adult was a lot harder for me. Because adulting, I wasn't really prepared for in terms of responsibilities. Like, the one responsibility I can say that I um, did good with was, like, um, making sure I kept up with my bills when I moved out. Mm -hmm. You know, the really important things, but mm -hmm. everything else... When it came to responsibility, it was just like, 
what the fuck is all of this? Like, I'm moving back home. <laughs> like, um, I have to say, for me, I'll start with the downside first. Um, I think the downside to my upbringing was um, thinking, I would have to say, number one, thinking that everyone knew or thought the same way that I, you know, moving thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I felt like if I showed people respect and was kind to them, I would get that in return. But I learned early on that a lot of people are not brung up on those type of morals mm-hmm. um, or they have experienced something that doesn't allow them to express or show those type of, you know, kind things. Mm-hmm. Um, so... That was, like, a major one, um, being too kind to people. Um, because I felt like, I wouldn't say people were mean to me, but I felt like the type of respect that I wanted, I didn't get. Mm-hmm. So I live to give people. I feel like me in life, I give to, I live to give people things that they've never gotten to experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. I agree with that. Yeah. Um. I feel like another downside to the way I was brought up um, is being so strict with everything. Um, Just how I structure, even on down to myself, I just feel like I'm really hard on myself because I make myself earn literally everything. Mm -hmm. Even to now, like, I feel like, you know, working hard is earning it. I feel like even when it comes to doing those certain things for myself, mm-hmm. um, I question it a lot. Not to say I don't deserve it, but just, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I grew up in a pretty um, distant family. So, like, being, the crazy thing is that I'm, is, is that I'm family-oriented. Mm-hmm. However, it's just the representation was never really fully there for mm-hmm. me to grasp it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like not being family oriented is not is not the challenge for me. I feel like um, trying to mesh with the differences and putting myself out there to mm-hmm. such an inviting type of mm-hmm. um, environment kind of makes me hold back. Why I don't know, but oh no, it just tenses me up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the upside to my bringing very much is my way that I'm able to maneuver in life and, mm-hmm. like, just think quick on my feet and solve problems with, um, you know, mm-hmm. effectively and quickly um, when needed. Um, I think that's a big upside. Um, and I feel like the way I was brought up helps my structure with motivation and mm-hmm. determination to get things done. I mean, of course, I have like, my lazy periods or times where, I, you know, I want to... Mm-hmm throw in the towel and just say whatever but I mean it's a lot of push there um, I, I feel like when you don't have a lot coming up in certain ways and you have voids that aren't filled in certain ways um, I feel like you grow up to achieve those things for mm-hmm. yourself um, so I feel like that's pretty much in my adulthood that's my life basically achieving things for myself that I wanted that I feel like um I would say not that I didn't. I don't have the support, but again, the way I was brought up, um, I would probably probably say that it was pretty lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm such a loner in a way when it comes to just maneuvering and getting things done. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I had to learn basically to be inviting mm-hmm. um, so cool when I story. wanted people in my space mm-hmm. um, because I feel like I get so I want to say standoffish but I'm so protective mm-hmm. of me and I feel like when I've let my guard down um, it's not been the best mm-hmm. sometimes but um, yeah I, I'm really safeguarded yeah. So yeah. So, what about like your family circle, like your family dynamic? Um. So for me, my parents, you know, they had me when they were young. They were seventeen. So, of course, by the time I was older, my mom, you know, at this point was with my dad. Who I say my dad. He's my stepdad, but he's my dad. Um. They met when I was like two or three. They were married by the time I was four, and they're still married to this day. So when I refer to my parents, mom and dad, that's what I'm referring to. Um, Growing up, it was... Coming up, it was cool because I had um, my mom and my dad that I lived with. Then I would go over to my biological father's house, and that was fun. I'm not going to lie, that was fun for a while when I was a kid. You know, but as I got older, my relationship with my biological father um, kind of just dwindled. Um, So I don't really have the best bond there, but I just chalk it up to a lot of times. And this is not for everybody. I know it can be an excuse. I just feel like sometimes, especially with men, when they have children young and they grow up and they create families with other people sometimes it just sometimes that dynamic with the children you had as a youngster or as a young child you kind of don't have such a bond because you were already so young you were still growing up now you got a child that you got to raise type situation but you know it's no love lost um like i said i have my dad and my mom um, my grandmother, who I was extremely close to, um, we were always together. Me, my mom, my grandmother, my sister, just always together every weekend, every week, going to the stores and stuff. Once I got old enough, though, I knew not to go to the store with my mom and my grandmother because they were definitely going to go to, like, 10 different markets. I just knew to tell them to call when they were finished so we can go eat because I knew they was always going to go out with me. <laughs> um, um, even like this, not distant family, but like other like cousins and great aunts and stuff. Everybody was still pretty close. Like my mom always threw cookouts, and even if she didn't want to, my grandmother planned them out and had already invited people. My mom didn't know. Um, I don't know. Like we just close, close family. Like just do everything together. Family vacations. That's all I've known. Like as a kid, like since being little. My earliest memories, we always did family vacation. Even if we didn't do anything else for the rest of the year, I knew at least one week out that summer we were going on a family vacation. And for a long time, it was Myrtle Beach because it was affordable. And, you know, my mom didn't have a lot of money, so Myrtle Beach was the trip. And every year we went, we always looked forward to going. It was always fun. Like, even now, just to see how much Myrtle Beach has, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina has developed since going I've been going since I was four and you know I'm 25 now you know um (laughs) that's right that's right but anyway I've been going since I was four just to see how 
much it has developed and become such more such a tourist um spot it's just like lets me know like damn we was really out here just be we was going to Myrtle Beach when all they had was motels for you to stay in they didn't even have hotels like that if any like you literally the strip was filled with nothing but motels um but that was just my family dynamic like we just we weren't rich we weren't wealthy but I would have never known that coming up like we just did everything together my dad has always treated me like his kid I never felt any any difference in in the way that I was treated versus my sister like my upbringing was pretty good the family dynamic was really good um for myself um first I have a lot of cousins so my upbringing was filled with spending time with my cousins a lot especially on um my dad's side um so my family dynamics is a little different um and I'm gonna put this in the most simplest form <laughs> I could I can say it so for a lot of people who know me or don't know me my last name is Lawson um so only for another three something days 300 and something days that's it <laughs> yeah it's only for a little under a year now mm-hmm. um so my last name is Lawson um so that's my dad's last name so I should say um but I've always had a stepdad who took care of me um and has been in my life for as long as I can remember um however when I turned eight when I was 18 I met my biological dad so I have a person whose last name I carry I have my stepdad, who I call my dad, if anybody has ever seen pictures or whomever. I, um, he passed in 2016, and then I have my biological father, which I met when I was 18. Um, so, growing up, it was just me, my stepdad, and my mom, um, mostly because I lost my... I lost Lawson when I was five. Um, so, yeah, it was pretty much me, my mother, my stepfather. Um, my grandmother and my great-grandmother was a big, big part of my life. My, um, two of my aunts was a really, really big part of my upbringing um, on my mother's side. And, yeah. Um, we, I can't say that we've always been a close family. Um, I do remember like doing things, um, family vacation. I don't believe we've ever really been on one big family vacation. Um, but I have been on vacation with people in my family, if that makes more sense. Um, I grew up in a two-parent household for about seven years I'll say yeah for about a good seven years I grew up in a two-parent household and then for a long time um it was just my mom mainly and then you know I would have go over to my dad's house a few nights out of the week or on the weekends or however that would work out um but they were pretty her and my stepdad were pretty much um 
co-parenting very well when it came to, you know, um, taking care of me. It's always been like a split for me. Um, so, yeah. Um, I feel like life hits different when you have someone who you're, who's, you know, you're not really their responsibility to take care of you. Um, so that paid, played a big part of my life, especially the way he played a part of my life. Um, he never made me feel like I was a step anything. Um, he's been there for as many accomplishments as he could have been, you know, through as many struggles as he, as he could have been. Um, so, yeah. Um, I would say growing up, me and my dad were much closer than me and my mom. My dad, you know, basically, I know it could be crazy, but, like, he was that parent. You know, mm -hmm. that I went to for mostly everything, even down to, you know, minstrels and, you know, um, my first girlfriend, you know, all of that. Um, so, I wouldn't say my family dynamics are bad. However, we are just not as close um, as I see families can be. Um, I mean, we have moments. Of course, we have good moments. We're just distant family I guess you could say and I guess as I grew up and um, into an adult I kind of became a, a distant adult uh, you know mm -hmm. just you know just doing things on my own and making life um, seeking life I should say mm -hmm. the way I want it to be um, because of course I have to build myself up to what I wanted life to be because I didn't have all the um, the role models that I needed mm -hmm. to see the healthy you know, yeah. I mean, of course, I can't, I had my friends, families, you know, who mm -hmm. I could look up to, you know, and they had those healthy two-parent homes and, you know, but I mean, you just really can't take that because you don't get the same in-house dynamics that they mm -hmm. get to get those, you know, receive that type of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a little different, just a little different. Again, I wouldn't say that my upbringing is bad. Or it was bad, you know. Um, it's just left me to find a lot of things on my own. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. So, let's talk about, let's talk about what, what we may, what we admire about each other in terms of how we were brought up. I think, for me, what I learned from you is that I admire how the relationship that you and your dad had i've never ex i've never myself experienced that closeness to um although i do have my my dad and my dad is he's a really good dad but in terms of how close you are and how open you are with your dad i've never experienced that and i've never seen that i've never heard anybody talk like that so to um, just hear that how your relationship with your dad is like how my relationship is with my mom. You know what right. I mean? So, and I just think that's awesome because I just, I've never been that close to a male father figure to experience that. Like, I'm not a daddy's girl at all. Like, I'm mommy everything. So I admire that. And I also ad admire your structure and your discipline. That I do not have. I have structure. Mm -hmm. um, but the discipline part, I don't really have. Like, y'all, I was the kid that never got a beating. Like, I never got in trouble. Um, I never was punished. Like, 
none of that. Um, so, I don't know. I just admire that. Like, you've taught me a lot in terms of being structured, especially for our kid. Like, I admire that a lot. Mm. Yeah. Um, I admire the gentleness you allow me to have. Um, even your whole family, like coming around your family, I felt like I was real shut off at first, but I feel like like their kindness and like their genuineness really like helped me to open up. Cause I mean, you don't meet people like that every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of cases. You know. Your family is your family, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's that's a delicate situation to handle walking mm-hmm. into something that you're building, especially with a child in the midst. Um, mm-hmm. um also I admire the selflessness mm-hmm. of you because I feel like I'm a very selfless person as well. So I just feel like, um, you just, you don't allow, you don't, I don't feel the need to have my guards up when it comes to you mm-hmm. at all. Like, it's just, I don't know, you just, I'm completely free. Mm-hmm. Um, you better feel like a, that. We finna get murdered. <laughs> it's just such a different feeling, mm-hmm. you know? You just, you look for all of these, like, things that you think you're going to go through with a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just don't. <laughs> you just mm-hmm. don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially when you've been through a lot Mm -hmm. when it comes to relationships. So I get that. Yeah. Like, so I really, I am very thankful for the person your family produced because being around you and them, like, you definitely have a village with your immediate family. Mm -hmm. Um, And that played a big part of how you are and who you are, so... Yes, I'm very thankful. You allow me to be... I feel like my spirit has been, like, extremely calm with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always been a big thing for me because um, I'm not hostile, I wouldn't say. However, again, I'm very guarded. So I, I could saying, come yeah, off guarded. a little, mm-hmm. like... Like, I got... Like, I'm mean or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's just... I'm observing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say I I'm didn't get quiet. that. I didn't get the meanness. Not at all. She tried to give me that. But right. I never got that. Um, so, but yeah, that's something that I really, really do admire is how calm I'm able to be, how at peace I'm able to be. Because it's just like I'm not really, I don't have anything to worry about. Like, mm-hmm. literally, it's just like I have nothing to worry about. And, and that's just a, a really a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk about um, some of the learned behaviors. Like, we were talking about structure. Um, So, like, what are some of the learned behaviors you feel like you have from your upbringing and some that you're, like, working on now? Like, from Um, being able to just grow. Learned behaviors, um, it's a a couple uh, different things. Um... To one of the things that I've I learned from my upbringing is how important family is within your household, not just like you know 
your grandparents or your aunts, your uncles, but how important the family dynamic is in your household, like how things go in your home with your children, with your spouse. Like, I feel like sometimes people forget how important that is to always make sure everybody is good and not when I say everybody is good not like my like materialistic things or anything like that but just make sure that when your spouse comes home and your kids come home it's a safe space it's a breath of fresh air walking through the door like that's so important and don't get me wrong my mom and my dad had their ups and downs however the one thing a learned behavior that I found with them is um, and I still didn't understand it as as a younger adult. I, I understand it very much so now is knowing when to stick it out with someone and understanding when you need to let someone go. There's a big difference. And with my mom and dad, I saw with them what it meant to stick something out with somebody who you know is a genuinely good person who loves and cares for you but may just be having a rough patch Mm -hmm. versus somebody that's just really playing with you your time you know your kindness your heart your sweetness I've I learned I had like a playbook almost in terms of how to maneuver the relationships my downfall was how naive I was to people not you know my upbringing but um that was definitely a learned behavior um now Alert behavior is when my mom used to say, um, you pick and choose your battles with your kids. I get it. <laughs> I I so get it because it's just like some stuff is not even worth getting your blood pressure up over and some stuff needs to be addressed. Yeah. So that's definitely alert behavior. Um, what I'm learning and working on now, even in my 25 years of, of life. Um, is trying to uphold the adulting end of what I saw my mom do. Um, I can be, I'm a procrastinator, heavily, heavily, heavily a procrastinator. My mom wasn't like that. And I understand why, because I always say she has OCD, mm-hmm. but it's really it really gives her a peace of mind to know everything's taken care of, mm-hmm. whether it's a clean house or whether it's making appointments that you need to make, whether it's, you know, taking care of something like making sure you have um, oil change appointments, just things like it's just her organization. Yeah. Me, I'm organized in certain aspects. Like if it comes to like work or um, I don't know if I'm planning something. Like, your birthday, I, like, I'm on it. Like, I got things mapped out. But other things, like, regular normal shit, like, all right, I'm going to wash the clothes this week. Okay, I wash them, but then they got to get folded, you know. And by the time that happens, it's a new cycle of clothing that needs to be washed. So it's the small things that I think I'm trying to adapt to and having a learned behavior, which is, I'll sum it up to say, doing things in the moment that they need to be done instead of, procrastinating and like I'll do it at this time then that time coming I'll be like I'm tired today I'll do it at this time you know what I mean so that's yeah um I think learn behaviors from my childhood um are to write things down Mm. um um 
to stay organized, to keep your personal space clean. Um, when it comes to black characters, to be respectful. Um, something I learned <laughs> was mm-hmm. I learned um, thing was um, basically kind of not speaking my mind. Um, which I had to grow out of as I became an adult. Because as you become an adult, it's all you now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you don't have anyone speaking up for you or whatever the case may be. Um, so I really had to learn to snap out of that. And not because it was because I was timid or afraid, but it was a big thing about respect for me. I never mm-hmm. wanted anyone to feel disrespected. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of things I just wouldn't say. Um, but... <laughs> now um, <laughs> it's more oh I'm going to speak what I feel mm-hmm. um, or your face going to say it yeah. your face because um, you I, can't hide nothing with that face I don't know what that is about I've been told that a lot but um, I guess yes my face I don't think that's a bad thing though that's a lot yeah I don't and I feel like a lot of it is because I am so quiet so that's what people read mm-hmm. it's my face but I feel like with even with that I feel like because it comes out in your face, mm-hmm. there's no way for somebody to feel like you're fake or phony because they see it before they hear it. Yeah, understood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, learned behavior now um, <clears throat> is, you know, to be open and honest and stand in your truth, you know, mm-hmm. to really... I mean, because nobody's going to stand up for you like you. Nobody's standing up for your beliefs like you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also to be very intentful with how you move. Um, mm-hmm. That is a big thing for me now, being very intentful um, and being meaningful with my intentions um, towards others. Um, yeah, I think that's a major thing for me, and I mm-hmm. like for people to be that way back because I'm very careful and delicate with people, and I would like for people to be to that be the way same. back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned to kind of, you know, even through, you know, struggling periods to not change who I am mm-hmm. because I am who I am for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it doesn't cause me to change who I am. I just had to take it from whomever just no longer deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is something that I've learned. Mm-hmm. Um Let's talk about with such differences um, with how we were brought up and how, you know, we were before learning to mesh with one another. You know, how is that for you? Like, how was that process for you? And, and how is it for you now? Like, how was the process learning to mesh under one roof? And um, for me, I don't think it was um I don't necessarily think it was it's gone. Um for me it was easy because I learned very early on in life, especially I'll say as a teenager, that the way my family dynamic and the way that I was raised is not what everybody else experiences. I've met so many people who did not have that experience more than the people that I've met that do have that experience. Mm -hmm. 
So coming into our relationship, I was always open-minded and open to whatever your background may have been. Um, because outside of that, I felt... Y'all, if y'all hear a kid laughing in the background, that's 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 our kid. She's upstairs in her room, mind you, <laughs> watching TV. So if you hear laughing, excuse that. But um, with because I, I read you so early, no matter what you told me your background was, your spirit was like mine. So um, I don't necessarily think it was hard. I think for me, the hard part is um, I'm messy. Mm-hmm. And I can attest to that. Um, and you are very OCD, like, neat, freak, clean. But you will also be like, I'm not going to keep doing this shit. And it's going to sit right <laughs> here until somebody get it, you know. Yeah. And then when you, if it sits there too long and you have to do it, the whole house is going to know about it. Um, everybody's going to feel that. <laughs> um, we might not get a home-cooked meal for about two, three, four, five days. Okay. We'll be eating out or yeah. something, but... Um, and I think for me, honestly, when it came to us, that's literally like the one thing that I know you could be like, yo, I'm ready to put you in a whole chokehold with. But um, I don't know. I feel like with us, even though our backgrounds are very different, like I said, um, in terms of how we mesh as a couple and um, I don't know, you, I knew that the vibes that I got and how we started off in the beginning we were the same person in a lot of ways we were different very much so different different. but the same person in a lot of ways especially when it comes to how we love yeah um how we are with each other how we are with our families our parents even with all that you had been through yeah with your growing up you're still like you're respectful like i'm respectful you yes ma'am and yes sir like i do um you're still not going to disrespect your parents. Like, yeah. I wouldn't disrespect mine. Like, it's just so many things that are similar as well as we do have our differences. So, I don't even think that, um, I don't know. I just didn't, I was open-minded. Because, like I said, a lot of people didn't come up like I came up. Yeah. You know, with my family dynamic. I was very, very blessed, very lucky. Whatever you want to call it, whatever your beliefs are, I was that. Yeah. Um, because n- n- not everybody, e- even down to like my family members, like don't get it twisted, y'all. Tara was wretched with her father's side. Hmm. Wow, don't do that. Nah, Tara had a little thug on the side. I'm not. I'm not even built like that. She was selling packs and <laughs> no, in the no, sixth no. grade. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> no, that wasn't me. Okay, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. What about you? Um, I agree. Um. I feel like, especially when it comes to the dynamics of my mother's situation and how different it was, mm-hmm. I feel like you definitely, you know, watching you and your mom um, definitely pushes, you know, and shows me such a healthy way to reconnect with my mom and, you know, a healing journey, you know, mm-hmm. just, you know, replenishing. It's, you can see it though. You can definitely yeah, we've see definitely it. grown. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot more, mm-hmm. especially on the phone. Um, yes, at first it wasn't. It's really not much that we don't mesh with. It's so mm-hmm. crazy, even with the different backgrounds. And it was. It's the crazy thing for me was like I actually wanted and was trying 
to build um, in a way that Tara family has this connection. So it just, it wasn't even like a resistance type thing because that's something that I actually wanted. Um, and just to see that and to be able to be around that, um, it just helped in a big way with, you know, having me to move forward and to just see that um, really put things in a different light for me and allow me to have you know, my a different loves perspective. You. You know, she <laughs> yeah. love you. Anytime she let you cook a dish mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. any type of event. My mother loves you. Yeah. Um. And her and my dad' birthdays are just like a few days apart. She's March second. He's March fifth. And when I tell you, dumb Pisces and the way they run their mouth, <laughs> she thought I wasn't able to handle it. But I grew up with a Pisces. Even though he's a Pisces man, they get that last word. I just laugh because I grew up with that. I already know how it go. <laughs> my but go ahead. Business. You okay. are in my business. I don't like that. Okay. Um. But yes, in a lot of ways that we we kind of really were on the same page with, um, especially with our growth and where we were trying to go. Um, our intent yes, when we came into yes, this relationship. Um, just mm-hmm. the intent, um, the meaningfulness we had behind the intentfulness. It just we just meshed really well. It was just the I feel like the only problem yes that Tara and I had in the beginning was cleaning and. Um, communication. Tara was very much shut off in certain ways that um, you know, we were going to move forward. She had to open up um, in a certain way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely the master of uh, holding giving, in. Giving. Not saying nothing. Holding in, <laughs> but also some held in in such a way that I give enough where people don't question they don't, they don't even realize I'm holding anything in until I met you. You knew, like, what's wrong with you? And I'd be like, damn, what the fuck? Is it my face? <laughs> like, you know, like, you're the only person that can just read me the way you read me. Even when I I could be, like, having, I could be laughing, joking, and you will still know, like, yo, something's wrong. What's mm-hmm. wrong? You know? Can't play me pretty. <laughs> I mean, no way. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's pretty much, we were definitely, we like a lot of the same things. Mm-hmm. Um, Tiba don't cook, y'all. I'm no pretty man. sure y'all heard that before, so I do. So that like was a good thing. Um, I don't know, we just, Tira's big on being a provider for her family, and I'm big on taking care of the family, so it kind of really goes hand in hand. Um, pretty much, I don't know, like it just... It works, mm-hmm. and it works pretty much effortlessly. Um, yeah, it's not much to it. I don't know, like, I really don't, like, you just, it's just literally that time when you just meet a person, and that person is just... Your person. Your person. And, and it's like you go through a lot of people that you think is your, your person. Your person, yeah. And until just, you really meet your, your person. person like yeah, it's you just, know the feels is definitely different, different like definitely different how open you feel with your person is a whole different open level, yeah and a whole different level compared to when you thought you you thought you mm-hmm. was being vulnerable mm-hmm. with a person nah mm-hmm. like you thought yeah. that everything was like you know it's like oh yeah this is it until it's not it like yeah. it's really my best friend y'all like the ultimate she's literally top tier i say that a lot but i really mean it like 
She's literally a top tier partner, and I'm not even talking about materialistic things. Like, my baby, you know I'm light skinned. If you gonna have my cheeks all rosy, okay. I'm blushing and stuff. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I let them make you smile, bro. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is us all day, every day. Goofy. We enjoy each other's company. You know, like sometimes you you like been with somebody for a while and you can't stand coming home because it's just like, ugh. It's stuff that then started annoying you when it's just like we presented our hands very early on. Extremely. We gave each other the option, you know. It's this, you know, we just literally put it all on the table. We just literally, like, like from the gloves was the off. Jump, yeah, like, the gloves was off. <laughs> it was like it was crazy because it was like we was both more like looking for a friend type thing or yeah. just somebody to be, you know, somebody cool. How it ended up being, everything got laid out on the table. A week and and a half for two weeks, three weeks. We still, it was still some stuff that like gradually we yeah. opened up to talk about. But in terms of like what we wanted, what we what we expected, what we wasn't, what we taking. wasn't taking, like uh-huh. that shit was like flat out straight beginning. Like uh-huh. it wasn't no questioning nothing. Like we was. Even when I look back, I be like, damn, we definitely did. We did a lot of shit early on. Yeah, like, we definitely did. A lot. I feel like it's just because we were at the point we knew what we wanted. Like, it was mm-hmm. just like we were tired of people thinking that they mm-hmm. were what we wanted or that they could meet the expectations mm-hmm. of the level we, we, were, we were on and what we were looking for. In and even with all of that, we still avoided explaining how we wanted the other person to be with us yeah if that makes like, sense yep, it was like yeah. i want to see if this person is going to pay attention enough mm-hmm. to know yeah, me like that definitely know? was a big factor like i'm not telling you how i want you to treat me like mm-hmm. is either you going beyond like you're gonna feel it it's going mm-hmm. like you're going to know like you're going to learn like you're mm-hmm. going to be attentive to me in that way mm-hmm. or it's just like mm-hmm. if i gotta tell you that's not something i'm willing to do anymore mm-hmm. with, you know with anyone, so yeah. yeah. But yes, guys, people that are different than you, it can work. You know, coming from different backgrounds, it's not always, you know, a bad thing. I feel like people. I feel like differences attract. Absolutely. You know, differences attract. Tara is very much. If you ever spend time with her, have conversation with her. She is so much different than me. <laughs> she is so much different than me. But it's just like we complement each other very well. Um, very well. Um, we don't know why, but we've won the title of people's favorite couple. Yeah, right. Okay. It's an enjoyable thing to hear because to know that people can literally feel our love, which we still don't know what people feel. You know, we really don't. It because I feel like we feel like we being normal. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but we enjoy that we allow you guys to feel whatever it is when you guys are around us. and we appreciate you guys tuning in, listening to us, supporting us, being a part of our gang mm-hmm. at this point. Hopefully. We may be the Triple S gang, guys. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Our name is going to be stiff mm-hmm. in some months next year. Mm-hmm. Our, our initials are literally SSSSSS now. Oh, no, mine's no, SSCS. I was going to say, you don't know what your middle initial is? 
You want to change? You want to put the S in front no, of it? Go ahead. No, we can make I, like, I like how my middle name is spelled. It already sounds too much alike. Uh, yeah. But yes, guys. Thanks for tuning in with us. And until next time. Bye. Deuces.